In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Most blessed Christmas Day to all of you as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. We all have traditions that we hold so dear to us. There are sights, sounds, and smells that are etched into our hearts and our minds from our childhood. Mom baking the honey ham, grandma bringing the pie, Christmas songs running all around, kids playing with their toys, and yeah, dad running off to the store to get AAA batteries for said toys, because all you have is AA batteries. We all have those traditions that we hold so dearly to us. And it's precisely because these traditions are so etched into our hearts and our minds that when those traditions are broken, when we lose a family member, we are acutely aware of that fact around this time. A day that is joyous for so many is a day of great mourning and grief for so many others. Whether that be distance of a family member or due to their passing. We are reminded around this time of the way that things used to be. And often the way that things used to be is simply no more. Adam and Eve had a way that things used to be. They used to walk in the Garden of Eden, joyfully at work, working for their creator. Didn't have to wear any clothes of fig leaves or animal skin, for their skin, their flesh, did not have the effects of sin upon it. That is, until they fell into sin. And then there was the need for clothing not with fig leaves, but with the skin of an animal. From that time forward, Adam and Eve were left only with the memory of the way that things used to be. Every time they looked at their clothing, they were reminded of a time when there was no sin. When they had to work the field to bring about bread by the sweat of their brow, their animal skin clothing became scratchy, And they were reminded once more of the way that things used to be. They undoubtedly told bedtime stories to Cain and Abel of the way that things used to be. Stories of their dad naming all the animals, of their mom being formed from the rib of their father. They were reminded of the way that things used to be. And when they had to bury able to be the first ones ever to have to experience the death of a loved one, to bury their own child. They were reminded of the way that things used to be, a world that was once free from death. But now this world was corrupted and utterly corrupted by sin. The way that things used to be was no more. Mary and Joseph had a way that things used to be, 
until that Christmas day some 2,023 years ago. There Mary is, staring at that baby in the manger, looking at his ten little toes, his ten little fingers. His eyes are looking at his mother, and he has a beaming smile on his face as he recognizes the voice of his own mother. What a sight that must have been. For in Mary's arms, she looked down at the Savior of the world, the one who would grow up and bring about her own salvation. What a sight that must have been. She still had the message of the angels echoing in her ears. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, You shall call his name Jesus. There Joseph is, looking down at that very same baby, with the words of the angel in his dream still echoing in his ears as well. The way that things used to be would be no more. It was difficult to see how such an infant would bring about the salvation of the world. But God did have compassion on his creation. And he came not in might or in power, but in the flesh of a lowly baby in a manger. And from him, he brought about the salvation of mankind. All throughout Advent, we have been filled with hope as we hope and we wait for the celebration of the birth of our Savior. And all throughout Advent, our pyramids had been blue, for historically that has been the color of hope. But today, they are white, for new birth has come, a birth of which the world has never seen before, the birth of God in the flesh. Our gospel text this morning begins with the words, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John's prologue to his gospel is one of the most magnificently written passages in all of Scripture. He brings us all the way back to Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. For on that first day of creation, the Lord said, Let there be light, and there was light. And that light brought with it the life of creation. But then on that Christmas day, the light came and brought about not earthly life or the life of vegetation, but eternal life for God's very own beloved children. The light has come. This light came and interrupted the way that things used to be. Everything changed on that very first Christmas We can't overemphasize enough 
how drastically things changed on that very first Christmas. For gone were the days of having to believe in the coming of the Messiah. For there in that manger was that long-promised Messiah, Christ in the flesh, the one who was promised all the way back in Genesis 3.15. But this coming of the Messiah was no cute and cuddly arrival. It was up close and personal. It was God in the flesh, in the person, up close and personal with his creation. What a marvelous sight that must have been. And as the light of men, he was no dim and softly glowing light. He was a bright and shining light that shines light into the darkest depths of creation, that illumines the darkest depths of our hearts and minds. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world, John writes. Everyone. He came to enlighten all, but many did not and do not receive him. It's not as though the light isn't doing his job. It's not as though the light isn't bright enough to shine in those darkest depths. But if one chooses to keep his eyes shut to that light, who is to blame? John continues, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. He came down from his throne in heaven to become a child of man so that we may become children of God allowing himself to be put to death upon that cross. Children, born of God, not by blood. Born of God by the blood of God, who by his blood cleanses all of our sins. Children, born of God, not by the will of the flesh, but of God, by the will of God in the flesh, who so loved you that he would endure the shame and the agony of such a death upon the cross that you would have salvation. Children, born of God, not by the will of man, but of God, whose will it was that you would be brought to faith through the word being conceived into your ears by faith, that you would have the right to become children of God through the waters of holy baptism. Beloved children of God, things are not as they used to be. You are no longer in the darkness, for the light has come. He has shown light into the darkest depths of this earth, into the darkest depths of our soul, cleansing us from all of our sins and bringing about that free gift of salvation 
won by him through the cross. But even now, the way that things are right now will not always be. For that very same one who came with ten little toes, ten little fingers, will come again in glory. He will come, he will raise all the children of God, both alive and those who have passed before us. He will raise all to new life. Gone will be the days of the grief and mourning of those separated by distance. For when he comes, he will gather all his children to himself. Gone will be the days of grief and mourning, the loss of loved ones. For in him is life, life eternal. The light has come, and he has brought about that life of salvation. Merry Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.